Welcome to Many Parts, One Body. This is Danny. And this is Paul. And we're back after a brief hiatus. Uh, Paul left us for the sunny and warm weather of California. Which was 73 degrees in February on the beach. And then we came back here to, what was it today, 23? It's cold. It's cold and icy here in good old Michigan. But uh, we are back together again, and we're ready to tackle another clobber passage. Uh, so this time we're going to head into uh, the New Testament, into Romans. We're going to focus on Romans 1. And Romans 1 is one of the central arguments that um, many Christians use as an argument against the LGBTQ plus community. I believe it's one that's especially used among those who are followers of um, Paul's teachings of Christ and Christianity. Um, and truly on its surface, Romans chapter 1 verses 26 26 through 27, out of the context of everything around it, is very easy to use as a clobber passage, specifically when we're bringing in our Western Christianity and Western mindset of what um, homosexuality is and the LGBTQ plus community in relation to what, in relation to faith. Um, so I think it's important to look at the larger context of Romans chapter 1. Absolutely. And another big thing that we have to remember when we're reviewing Romans 1 is that Paul is speaking to the Gentiles, and to do so, uh, he had to do so in a way that would make sense to them. Just like with any person or any audience, you want to make sure you're speaking to them in a way that's going to connect to them. Uh, so this is where we'll see a lot of influence and reference to Greek thought. Um, so uh, throughout Romans 1, we'll see Paul calling out overindulgence or lust um, when he's referencing to things throughout the passage. And the majority of us would probably agree that any overindulgence um, is detrimental to our uh, faith and our faith development and any overindulgence, whether it be sexual overindulgence or, hate, I mean, anything um, that we overindulge in. So looking at the context of Romans chapter 1, I'm looking starting at verse 18, and we have this part where it starts building up. It says, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven to the ungodly. And then all of a sudden, we tend to jump down to 26 and 27 to explain who the ungodly are. But inside of the context of Romans chapter 1, um, 18 through about 31, we find that the Apostle Paul is talking about exchanging the worship of God for the worship of idols. The context is about worship. It's not about sexuality. It's about how they are worshiping God and that God's not happy or God's, in the, in the word that Paul uses here, God's wrath is revealed against them because they've exchanged the worship of Yahweh for the worship of beings created in the image of other parts of creation. Uh, Paul talks about how they're, they're um, now starting to worship um, things that are made in the image of birds or four-footed animals or other humans, and they're this idolatry. So they're exchanging the creator for the created. Paul is writing about worship here, about the pagan worship uh, that the Gentiles participated in culturally in their time. Paul is trying to show them the difference between the relationship that they have with the gods, with the pagan gods that they worship as Gentiles, and Yahweh or Christ-centered worship. When we look at it in its full context, we can see that Paul's emphasis on what happens when humanity exchanges the worship of the Creator for the worship of images of creation. So we get into this 
exchange here in Romans 26 through 27, where it says, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. It talks about women exchanging natural sexual relations for unnatural ones, men also abandoning natural relations with women and were inflamed of lust for one another. And the words that kind of stick out here, as you mentioned earlier, is that overindulgent, the, the shameful lusts, the, um, the, yeah, the, the inflamed with the lust for one another. And Paul is really talking about the sexual worship that happens in the Gentile temples. More, he's not addressing um, consensual relationships between individuals. He is talking about when you leave the worship of God and you leave all of that, you fall into idolatry and sexual relations that are used inside of idol worship, not sexual relations that are brought in into consensual, into consensual relationships. Um, that's one of the things that he's really talking about. Paul's addressing the idolatry. And then he uses that, that, that one word that kind of triggers people when they read this, natural relations, given over the natural relations. And, and the Greek word is, is a, a conjugation of the word um, phusis, which actually means instinct, not naturally. They're giving over the instinctual relations that they're used to. And me as somebody who is heterosexual, my instinct as a heterosexual is an attraction to my wife and females. But what is the instinct of somebody in the LGBTQ plus community? Is for whatever, who, whomever they are attracted to. That is their, their instinct as part of that. So what I really see Paul laying out here is that inside of their idolatry, they have been turned over to the lusts and uncontrollable passions that lead to non-consensual idol worship through their sexual acts. Amen. <laughs> and, the, and then going on, I mean, that word fusis is used um, in the context later on in the scripture where it talks about men's long hair. It's unnatural for men to have long hair. And I mean, that wouldn't preach today from any, any pulpit. Well, maybe some of the Southern Baptists. But you, would, you mean, you, we wouldn't hear a sermon saying it's unnatural for men to, to have long hair. But inside of their culture and their context, that made sense to them. And we bring so much of our Christian baggage into this. And I also want to say we try to read it to co-sign or people tend to people of non-affirming theology try and read this to co-sign the theology that they bring to the text instead of bringing theology out of the text for themselves. Absolutely. And I think as you've emphasized and as we've emphasized before in previous um, podcasts, you know, knowing the culture is important. And it's interesting to note that in the times of the Bible, the idea of a personal sexual orientation was foreign to them. Um, you know, it was a deep cultural understanding that marriage served a societal purpose, you know, bringing lands together, strengthening families, procreation, um, and not what we have today in Western society, which is we fall in love and we have this intimate relationship. And so when we come at it from our Western view and put that into this, this passage, it completely distorts what the original cultural intention of the passage is. Um, so in the end, you know, what we see after a close reading in view of the culture in which the system, the writings stem, you know, Paul isn't condemning disciplined, loving relationships between two people of the same gender. 
what he's really doing is calling out sexual excess and he's calling out actions that went against the cultural familial norms of the time. Um, and so it, that's where we really, again, we say it a lot and I know we do, but context is important. You know, looking into the historical um, culture is important. Uh, and I think a lot of times those things get glossed over when, when, you know, when we're trying to, when certain, you know, narratives are trying to be driven home. Uh, and so we have to be careful of that, that we're not leaving out certain details just to make a point. Uh, all the details are still important, even if it does lead us to a conclusion that may be different than what we expected. And I think one of the interesting things, specifically with the Romans one, is the fact that this has kind of been, this at times has been the, the cornerstone for the non-affirming theology here. But I believe that the majority of people who use this in the non-affirming theology, and my, speaking of myself in the past, bring our thoughts and preconceived ideas already to the text. We come thinking that God is disapproving of the LGBTQ plus community. And when we do that, we get validation through the reading because that's what we're reading into it. Instead of looking at the greater context, like we were talking about how Paul is writing here about exchanging your worship. This is about the worship. This is not about relationships. This is not about sexuality. This is about the worship that happens inside of the temples of the Greeks at this time and how that is, they're, in doing that, they're exchanging true, the true worship of Yahweh in, 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 their, in their actions, which leads to that overindulgence, which leads to the lust, which leads to what, he, what Paul writes here, the exchanging of all these things inside of worship. And that becomes idolatry. And when we read it from the standpoint of idolatry, it makes a lot more sense in the full context, so. Absolutely. Yeah, so that is uh, another one of our uh, clobber passages. I believe we have just another couple more to We've got go. two left, yeah. And, uh, and then we'll be moving on to some other uh, very um, interesting topics. I know we have a, a few uh, few ideas lined up uh, down, the, down the road for us to, to go over. Um, I hope you're enjoying, uh, you know, these conversations. Again, you can interact with us on our Facebook page uh, and let us know if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts. Uh, we really appreciate hearing from you. And uh, we won't let Paul go anywhere warm again. <laughs> I wanted to move to California after being there for two days. <laughs> I, t I sent a text to my wife saying if real estate wasn't way too much here, we would move. Because 73 in February, perfect. But... All right, we hope you enjoyed this one, and we will see you guys in the next one. See ya. Welcome to Many Parts, One Body. We are Danny Patrick, a queer seminarian. And I am Paul Holford, a not-so-queer pastor. Talking on topics of faith, inclusion, community, you know, the simple things. Each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will bring you a new episode. Join us as we dive in headfirst. Thank you.